Welcome to the Great Restoration Podcast. We're really happy that you're here, and we can't wait to talk with you more about taking Jesus to work. Welcome. This is Patrick Weed and Lindsay Raphael, and tonight's going to be a little different. We are going to step away a little bit from our normal process of sharing with you guys kind of some of the thoughts and outlines that we have, and we're just kind of calling this taking a moment to share. And so we've got some verses that we want to share with you guys, and then we're just going to jump into a few stories because this is been a doozy of a couple weeks. <laughs> right? It, when you start doing what God tells you to do, you actually have to do what God's telling you to do. <laughs> Funny how that just totally upends your plans. <laughs> <laughs> so the uh, as Lindsay and I were processing and, and kind of sharing some things and getting ready for this evening, one of the verses that I have that I want to share is it's really funny because it's our family verse. And I was telling the story of Lindsay um, before I share the verse. Um, I've been really messing with my kids a little bit because they'll be being normal kids, you know, going around fighting, arguing, all the things that kids do. And I've been trying really hard, not always granted, but when I remember to, I've been trying hard to be like, hey, you know, Zoe, come here or hey, Micah, come here. And instead of scolding them, I'll be like, hey, can you remind me what our family verses? And then they tell me, and they're really good at this. My seven-year-old is remembering <laughs> these verses like crazy, and I'm so impressed. Um, and then they don't have any idea why I did that, and they run off and go play. <laughs> Sweet. And I'm no like, more fighting. Yep. Oh, oh, no. At least for the next, like, five minutes, right? Yeah, they still get back to the fight. <laughs> but I'm just like, dear Jesus, please let your words, which have power, sink into their hearts. Yeah, I have sisters, so I know all about that. <laughs> I'm sure you do. Uh, okay, so the verse that our family has been memorizing is Philippians 4.8, which says, Finally, brothers and sisters, whatever is true, whatever is honorable, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is commendable, if there is any excellence or, oh, sorry, if there is any excellence and if anything worthy of praise, think about these things. So that's our verse. And then Lindsay, I think you have some verses too, right? I do. I have a couple of verses. I was telling you earlier that my kind of life anchor verse is just uh, one chapter before that, but I'm not going to share that. I'll share that in a different episode. But <laughs> the one that I was going to share today actually came from my devotion this morning. And that was, um, the verse is found in Psalm 48, verse 14. And it's super simple, but it just like, hit me in the gut. I mean, I've never, I'm not sure if I've ever read this verse before, except for an Old Testament class where we had to read the entire Old Testament, but it didn't resonate with me at the time. But Psalm 48, 14 says, this God is our God forever and ever. He will be our guide even to the end. Mm. And I'm just like, God, the things that we've been wrestling with, talking about on this podcast, I just so needed that reminder today that he's my guide, not just, you know, not just five years ago or yesterday or whatever, but even to the end, whatever that looks like, whenever that is. Yeah. So I also was sharing with Patrick earlier, just a little snippet from, from the devotional, because it actually talks about some of the things we've been discussing. And it talks about just this one little paragraph says, you are also my guide. It's easy for me to get spooked by the future when I forget that you're leading me each step along the, my life path. Yet your guiding presence has been available to me ever since I trusted you as my savior. 
And then this is the part that I thought was kind of cool. It says, you've been training me to be increasingly aware of you as I go about my daily activities. <laughs> I was just like, that's like some kind of devotional, like fortune cookie or something, because it just, it totally hit me exactly where I am right now. And, you know, even if we like two people listen to this podcast, we were talking earlier about, we really want to encourage people, but man, how much we're growing and being challenged in our own faith. Absolutely. right now just by getting together every week and having these conversations to record this podcast and that right there is exactly what i've been experiencing that god is just making me increasingly more aware of his presence just throughout my day at work you know and so like patrick said we wanted to take a moment and just not really hit any big takeaways but just talk about what's been going on with us the last couple of weeks since we recorded the last episode about, you know, investment and what is God calling us to do? Because we both had, you know, some interesting stories and we both are in kind of this, you know, transition almost in our, our roles at work and and a period of uncertainty. And so it's just it has us both really looking at things in a different way. So we're going to share a little bit about our stories, but Patrick, you had something on your mind that you wanted to talk about before we got into our work stories. Yep. So I'm really good at this. In fact, my wife always teased me that I do this too much in conversations. Um, I've actually tried to pull away from it a lot. I'm doing it right now, but. Would <laughs> <laughs> but... I be giving a disclaimer? Yep. Giving a disclaimer. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's so funny. So I thought it was really important though. So as Lindsay and I have been discussing these things and sharing and just the immense blessing of having friends to process work with, um, in the privacy of those conversations, it's really easy to be open and share all the details and spend a lot of time processing it together. But at the same time, this is a podcast that we are putting out there in the open. And while we're not too worried about how many people listen to it, we do want people to listen to it and we care about it getting out there, but we also have got jobs that are really important to us that, I mean, not just important, but our, our you know, well-being, how we pay for our bills. And on top of that, the even more important part is that the interactions that we have and the people specifically that we interact with, while at times may be negative for us, we don't ever want those people to feel less valued, less loved, or even like that there's some example, like those are the people that through the course of this podcast, through what Lindsay and I are working through, are the people we're trying to love and care for. I mean, just to be sim completely simple, trying to share Jesus with. And mm -hmm. so- And we care about the people that we work with. Yeah. I mean, I remember one of my friends asking me, you know, do you love your coworkers? And I was like, without a shadow of a doubt, like, not even a difficult question. So if we're being a little bit uh, withheld in how we're or withholding and how we share things, just know it's not because we don't want to share the stories with you. It's because we're trying to figure out how to best share them while also protecting our people, protecting our careers. And, and I think to an extent, even protecting our listeners just from, you know, we don't ever want it to be gossip. We want it to be an encouragement. Right. So. Yeah, we want to share and be vulnerable and, and talk about our experiences, but be really respectful of the people that we work with. Absolutely. Yeah. Awesome. So with that in mind, I'm going to attempt to share my story. <laughs> you got this girl. <laughs> Thank you. So, you know, we've been 
we publish these podcasts every couple of weeks to give people and ourselves really a chance to really live out what it is that we talked about in the last episode. And where we stopped the last episode was asking ourselves some questions. You know, what what is God asking us to invest in really taking some time to observe, you know, what impact are we having in the workplace or could we have if we just follow God day by day, could we have in the workplace? And so just taking a, some time with God to ask those questions. So I've been doing that. It has not been easy. And I was telling Patrick earlier that, you know, of course, as soon as you start to go deeper in your relationship with God, you hit some obstacles, right? Because not because of him trying to make things harder, but you're just more challenged. You know, you're going deeper, you're getting stronger. Anytime you're, you're exercising, you are, mm you are going to run up against some resistance in your soul and your body, whatever that is. I love that analogy. I mean, I remember when I exercised pre COVID, you know, there, I still have that memory inside of me of the lactic acid, but my own experience, you know, really has just brought to light this idea of, you know, what does it mean to be a leader? And I was really already wrestling with this on my own team. You know, I manage a small group of people in my office and, you know, just how can I be an example and be consistent and all this. And, you know, a few days after we recorded the last podcast, um, I found out that one of the people who is a leader in um, my organization, who I have a really great relationship, have a ton of respect for, um, is relocating. And they're still staying with our company and all that. They're still invested in everything. But the kind of day-to-day, spontaneous, in-person interactions that I had with that person are going to be fewer and, and further between, you know, over the next few years. And it's had a, an impact on me, you know, because, um, A, I'm going to miss that person. You know, there's, even in this hybrid environment, there's, we all know the value that we get of being with people in person, right? <clears throat> Video was awesome, but you just have a different connection in person. So I'm going to miss that person being around. I'm going to miss that kind of spontaneous mentoring selfishly that I get from them, <laughs> you know? Um, but this also kind of unexpectedly created in me, like it made some insecurities flare up because with this person who is a leader, um, in our office with this person kind of physically being removed, it also creates a little bit more of, you can either look at it as a gap or as an opportunity, right? It creates a leadership gap a little bit in terms of who's physically present, who's there for someone to turn to vent to problem solve with, but it also creates an opportunity for those of us who have been developing as leaders to step into that role a little bit more. It all depends on your perspective. All depends. So I had all these things kind of simultaneously going off in my head. And so, you know, I've also at the same time been wrestling with this idea of where is it that God really wants me to invest? And is he calling me to invest more of my time in person with people? Is he, you know, where is he really calling me to invest in this idea of growing as a leader being a little bit more insecure now that, you know, there's going to be more visibility to the rest of the team. There's an opportunity to, you know, step up and, you know, take on more of a leadership role for those who I might not be directly managing, but who may need a sounding board. Um, And will I be prepared? Will I be ready for that? Will I be seen as someone that they can go to? And so all these things have been coming up for me um, the last couple of weeks as I've really wrestled with, you know, God, how can I follow your example of when you 
when Jesus walked on this earth, he led the disciples. I mean, he gives us a beautiful, perfect example of what a leader is, which is awesome and terrifying at the same time. You know, like I remember the passages where the disciples are out looking for him and it's the wee hours of the morning and he's out praying and talking to God. And, you know, they're, they're going to get him to say, Hey, you know, we need to, we've got people waiting for you. And I'm like, gosh, can I be that person? Can I be that person who's up in, you know, the wee hours of the morning praying for my, you know, people and, you know, <laughs> investing in the time. I mean, so there's a huge standard here. So I've been putting a lot of pressure on myself the last couple of weeks and God's been reminding me of day at a time. And back to this verse that I read this morning, I will be your guide to the end, which means that I don't have to figure it all out right now and look at this humongous picture. I have a guide. And so the insecurities I've been wrestling with, I'd love to hear your, you know, input. And then particularly, you know, Patrick, I'm kind of curious about this. The other is, you know, I've been wrestling with, is God asking me to invest, especially with this person now being gone? Is he asking me to invest more in-person time with the people at work? And this has been an interesting question because we're all now living in this modern age of hybrid and remote. And I'm conflicted, I'll be honest, because I see the value of in-person time. I I had a conversation with a coworker just a couple of days ago that gave me a glimpse into what some of their struggles are that I never would have had with them had I not been physically sitting at my desk. However, I also feel like God can still use us to connect with people even virtually. And we don't have to always be physically there. So I'm kind of curious about your thoughts on that part of it because I've been wrestling with that. So real quick, before we dive into the technology part of it, just a thought that I didn't share previously, but as you were sharing again, so when Jesus was teaching and doing all of his amazing, you know, <laughs> job of being a leader and showing this, you know, perfect way of doing it and all that pressure, he did eventually leave and leave behind people. Ooh, to- interesting. Right? I know. That's way too close to home, dang it. <laughs> and I don't know if there's anything there specifically right now to process or like a main point, but it was just as you were sharing, I was like, it too much paralleled everything you had talked about um, mm-hmm. and, and other aspects. I think diving into how the apostles felt when Jesus was going to leave and how they felt about it, how the frustrations they might have felt, the fears they might have felt. And then my, one of my favorite verses, only because I always wonder what tone or how Jesus meant this, um, when Jesus said, you know, and you will do greater things than even I've done. Wow. <laughs> wow. So what are you telling me? Should I be going physically into work every day? <laughs> so on that one, so to me, I don't know if that applies to the physical or, or, in, or in virtual. I think it more just applies to the feelings that you were sharing, mm-hmm. probably something where God wants to encourage you by showing you other people who had Jesus leave and, you know, how they processed that and how they dealt with that. Yeah, that's an interesting perspective, actually, because I should, th- yeah, I should think about that a little bit, like how the disciples process that, because I think it parallels pretty closely. It actually does. Yeah, it actually does. That's good. Insight. I don't know if- who you are in the story or whatever. I just think it like, there's, there's something to explore there. Mm -hmm. I like that. I like that. Even intrigued me now. Right. But 
to the virtual aspect and we won't go down too far the rabbit hole but right. we could have an entire oh my gosh. episode just on virtual versus in person i think that and you mentioned this a few times i think that in person what happens is it's a natural spontaneous time that people connect and because yeah. it's more natural and it's easier it's what we want to do yeah there's all the other benefits of facial cues and body language and all of those things that i think come into play but ultimately i think when it comes to those connection moments in my opinion it's because it's easy and, and naturally so and it's good and they should be um i've got two coworkers that are new that i'm connecting with uh one sits right beside me at the office and we're back mm -hmm. in the office so i get to see them in person and then the other one is remote and naturally i've had more interactions with the one in person but for me the thing that i've noticed is that it's still possible to do virtual it's just way more intentional yes and maybe a little bit more awkward yes yes but in person can be awkward too yeah it's, it doesn't mean it's not awkward so so to me i don't think it's like a, a plus or negative on either side i think it's the only difference is that it's got to be intentional yes and i think intentional is a good way to put it i think the other thing is if you're trying to grow in a leadership role one of the challenges is you may be a busy person and i'm talking yeah. about myself as well but yet you want people to know that you're available to them and I think that's one of the challenges virtually is that if your dot's not green, people don't know, you know, I'm talking about Microsoft Teams right here. If your dot is not green, you don't know if that person is available or you assume or like if you're trying to block out time to do focused work, you might show your calendar is busy. But what if a coworker needed to reach you during that time and really could have used your help? it looks like you're busy so there's kind of this tricky balance and that that happens in person too you know where someone walks up to your desk you really couldn't afford to be interrupted at that moment however you do take you know 15 minutes with them to you know go through their problem and all of that and so you create a connection point so i think for me it's just that intentionality is always going to be a little bit of a struggle because i'm not a naturally extroverted person in terms of seeking out I don't do small talk well. I get to deep conversations quickly. And I think and I think sometimes people take some comfort in that because they feel like they can share what's on their mind with me because that's just how I am. But I also think sometimes it's a little bit harder to break the ice with people who you might be trying to reach so that I might be trying to reach because I might not have a relationship with them yet. And so I think part of me and the insecurities that this is bringing up is you know how do i make that initial connection and i think that's the part i'm really leaning on god for is just okay god you know this person you created them you love them just like you love me if you want me to be able to be a light in their world you open the door and maybe it's just for me picking out, I started kind of doing this a couple of weeks ago, but picking out a specific coworker and just praying for them. Absolutely. For their well-being, like, thank you, Lord, for so-and-so and the unique person that you created them to be. You know, they're they're funny, they're smart, they're, you know, super thoughtful. You know, I mean, just expressing gratitude to the per to the creator, the person who fashioned and formed them, it really opens up 
my perspective on that person. And it also allows me to create a connection with the one who created them so that he can then show me how he sees them. I got a challenge for you though. Okay. Because, okay. So I completely agree with everything you're saying, because I think what I'm hearing you talk about is I need God to, to put my heart in the right place to love and care for these people. And right. Because I'm not a political type of person. I'm not a schmoozer. I don't charm people. That is not my style. And some people are really, really good at that. I've known people who are good at that. And when I'm compared to those folks, or I feel like I'm up against that person or competing for that, for, you know, with that person somehow, or I, I put myself in a place where I feel like I'm competing with them, then I feel like I just lose that ability to be myself and I lose sight of what the goal is. And the goal is not for Lindsay to grow in her role and Lindsay to, you know, develop more and more and more. The goal is for Lindsay to be used by God wherever she's at. So here's the challenge, though. I don't think God's going to start a Zoom meeting for you. No, he's not going to start. a Zoom meeting. <laughs> right? No, he's not. So you've got to take that. I think so. And I don't know, maybe it's a bit of utilizing either people on your team to help establish that culture. But I think there's a little bit of doing it yourself, too. Mm -hmm. Just are like, hey, I'd love to schedule a quick, you know, 10, 15 minute Zoom. And, and all it is is a how's it going? How, yeah. How are you doing? Right. Like and it's awkward. It could be weird. But at the same time the effort and the intention then shows, you know, and obviously in the workplace, it can't be like, I've been praying for you. So I wanted to check in. Right. <laughs> right? Tell me how you're doing. Like, hey, you've been on my mind and I know, you know, you're dealing with X, Y, Z or this new thing, X, Y, Z. And I just mm -hmm. wanted to check in and see how you're doing because we are remote. We are virtual. Yeah. So there's no way to do that other than to zoom with you. Yeah. And I like that idea for people that I, really am not going to see in the office very often. I yeah. mean, thankfully living in Seattle, like coffee culture gives me a really good in for, Hey, you want to go grab coffee tomorrow? Right. That is, you know, that is a really easy way to approach a lot of people, okay. which I am challenging myself in the month of June to take like three people that I don't normally take out to coffee or have a zoom meeting with. I like your idea about zoom, but to connect intentionally with three people on my team that I don't normally connect with. So I've had people do this. Technology is a wonderful thing, Lindsay. You can buy a person a cup of coffee virtually. Can you really? You can send them Starbucks money. You can pay for a Grubhub to deliver them a cup of coffee. So I've had people, especially during COVID, where we had coffee over Zoom. And we, yeah, and we both went and got a cup of coffee and sat down and it was just like, hey, how's what? it going? Yeah, it's a little bit different, but it's basically the same thing just without the being in a coffee shop. But I think that managers who are leaders who show an effort even, and I know this has a whole bunch of weird stigmas around it, but just a tiny little way of showing someone you appreciate them or thinking of them because when you go to the coffee shop it's not abnormal to buy them their cup of coffee it's not abnormal for you to pay for their coffee so right. to me there's right. no difference than sending them a cup of coffee and then being like hey you know i wanted to get you a cup of coffee and then want to chat over zoom how's it going yeah i love that idea the virtual coffee okay i'm going to try that with someone i just need to figure out who it can also be good to try it with like a safer person at first where they're used to talking to you. Yes. That is weird, but I've I will do that. No, I like that. I will try that with someone just to see what the logistics are. Thank you for that. Because yes, I think, you know, 
part of this um, journey for me in growing as a leader is understanding what my own style is. Oh yeah. And it's not going to be the same as someone else's. It's not going to be the super political person who knows how to like work the room. I'm just not going to be that person, but I am very good at one-on-one -on -one connections and small group connections. And I think, you know, sometimes a way to break um, the ice with someone who is even more reserved than I am is to invite a third person to the coffee who is also someone that they know fairly well, you know, that we have a mutual connection with. Oh yeah. And I would so. say you're also a very technical, like technology person. It's easy for, for me to say, Hey, go download, you know, Grubhub and you can order Starbucks on Grubhub. You'd be like, Oh, okay, cool. I know how to do that. Like yeah, that could I love that idea. Your resources of who you are. And I think that can apply to anybody out there. Like we have so many more tools available to us now that this idea of being virtual and the difficulty again i feel like it's an aspect of and i'm not saying this about you but like we don't really explore those because it's like but it's not the same thing it's like eh, it can be you just got to find the resources yeah. that can help make it be yes i i agree with that and i am very interested in exploring the idea of what does it actually mean to lead in this hybrid environment because i'm personally i don't want it to go away i love hybrid i love the you know two three days a week in person with with coworkers, and then a couple of weeks at home to be able to focus a little bit or the ability to go out on the road or you know whatever if you need to take a trip but take a little bit of work with you if you have to i love that ability um and i don't want to shrink away from that opportunity to learn how to lead in both settings both environments so yeah. i like that okay so my challenge for june i've got my three people who i need to who i'm going to connect with just like but i will try the grub hub with somebody safe because i love that idea yeah and there's a few different options out there but yeah check it out okay cool okay sweet okay so tell us so what's going on with you see and you're being so good you've got like your your action items that you're taking away i'm like i have i actually just wrote that down i wrote notes <laughs> we'll see if i have any action items to take away Oh, goodness. So as we were processing this and as we were talking about this idea of where God is, where God is calling us to invest, as we were talking about this idea of where God is calling us to invest, it, oh, this has happened to me a few times in my life. Usually it's in big areas, but I've been noticing how God does it a lot more in both my personal life, as well as now seeing it happen in corporate life where I'll find something that I absolutely love. So we've shared here before that training and specifically doing support engineer training in my department has become something where I've gotten really excited about it. And mm -hmm. the past two weeks have been basically, <laughs> basically none of it's been happening, like kind of, <laughs> but not really. And it's been frustrating. It's been annoying. And, and not really to anybody's fault. And Lindsay, you were really kind and basically took like an hour processing this with me before we started. <laughs> but a lot of it is like, it's so, let's just take this and put it aside for a second. Training has become a realization of something that I want to pursue. And it's become something I'm becoming very passionate about and excited about. And as soon as I got excited about that, I'm getting pulled in another direction. Mm -hmm. I'm getting hit with, let's just say, requests that make sense for my skill set that fall within my current job role. 
like within the scope of my normal expected, you know, duties. And it's great because in one way, I'm, I feel utilized. I feel busy. I always say I'd rather be busy than bored. Um, I, I feel honored that, that leadership at times is, you know, either asking me to help with things or by chance, quote unquote, I think God does it. Um, I end up in scenarios where I can help and I've got skills that I've learned from other jobs that can apply. Um, I recently got asked to write an RCA, uh, root cause analysis, for those that don't know what that stands for. And I was like, perfect, I can do this. Do we have a template? No, we don't have a template. Cool. I'll write it all out. And boom, boom, boom. I'll create a template. Right? Exactly. I'm like, let's go. I got this. And I was just happy because my my team leader was like, perfect. That's what we need. Good job. And like, if I hadn't had past experience, I wouldn't be able to <clears throat> invest in that opportunity. <laughs> so, but, but yeah, because the the part here that's tough is that's not where I want to invest. <laughs> that's not what I want to invest in right now. <laughs> I want to invest in training. I'm trying my darndest to get invested in training. God, aren't I supposed to be invested? Uh, Didn't you give me a glimpse into this thing? Uh, why? 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 Purpose? Dangle out in front of me. No, I don't think that's what's happening. But I do feel like God is reminding me of love and care for the people where they're at with what they need. I do think training is a huge, huge need as Lindsay yep. knows too, but at the same time, so these particular situations were what I would refer to as fires. They were a, um, and I'll say this because I want to, I want to talk about it a little bit more as my second part, but they were customers, customers who in that moment needed immediate action because from different perspectives, this was important at the time. I was the person who could help with what is being viewed as important. And so I can do that. But again, it's hard for me to shift gears from what I'm passionate about to where I'm being needed. And so I think for me, with the question of like where God's calling me to invest, I think he's calling me to invest in what's needed at the time, while not necessarily letting go of where I want to move forward into. Um, but basically, to use more of the Christianese words that are out there, loving people with where they're at. Mm -hmm. And and I want to love people with where we can go. <laughs> and God, right. <laughs> with where they're at right now. And they are in fire and they need you to help with that fire. I am realizing, per even Lindsay's help today, that <laughs> when I don't see the value, I get really annoyed. And, and this is where I, I want to be careful because I want to love people and, and protect things. But to put it just as a general Patrick learning about myself and why I get annoyed with things is if I don't see the value, and I would say probably a little bit of like, it, it seems to me as inefficient. Um, and again, that's my perspective, my viewpoint. I know it can be seen differently by others. Um, but the big thing that I'm noticing is how it affects my attitude. And this is really the right. second part for me, because the other part we talked about that um, from our takeaways from the previous episode was where do we need to be reminded about what God's calling us to do to impact others? So what I noticed when all these things are happening, so I'm being pulled away a little bit. Uh, I'll say it honestly, in my opinion, being pulled away a lot <laughs> from where I want to go. <laughs> and then I'm being pulled into things where 
my perspective may not always produce the best attitude, um, which is fine. I think that's okay. Like I can handle stress. I can handle that's real. Yeah, that's normal. We don't, I don't expect myself to not do that, but here's what I saw. I saw myself starting to verbalize those frustrations (laughs) to others around me. And you know, mm-hmm. whether it's my wife, whether it's Lindsay or a few other friends, I think that's fine because they're outside of, of that situation. You know, they can empathize and it's, it's a good, it's good to process outside of work. Good to have sounding. Oh words. yeah, totally. It's, it, and we're going to talk about that more later. I know for sure. But oh yeah, yeah. what I saw that concerned me was, and especially today, I saw myself complaining to my coworkers and I think that's fine too, to a degree. Like they totally understood. I don't feel like they judged me. But all of a sudden I was going, I don't feel like I'm, and I don't want to just say being a good witness because that's such a Christianese stereotype that we put on ourselves. I'll phrase it this way. I don't feel like I was expressing the value of my customers as people to my coworkers. And when I do that, when I step away, when I step over that line where these are no longer people, they're just a, you know, a voice on the other side of the line that I don't they're just a frustration in my day yep, they just you know kept me half an hour over my time to go home like when it's just that all of a sudden that were that's my red flag especially when I'm saying mm-hmm. it out loud because I want to communicate to my coworkers that people and that people every person is valuable we're made in the image of God and we have eternal value no matter what, no matter whether you believe in Jesus or not, no matter, there's nothing that changes that fact. And so Mm -hmm. if I'm, oh, this is going to be hard to say, but if I am devaluing a person, I am not sharing what I want to share and what I think God is calling me to share. So (laughs) I was thinking about this and I guess I I wasn't necessarily thinking of it in the context of of an action item, but this is probably... (laughs) It seems so silly. Okay. It, it, uh, all right. Out with it, man. I know it's so hard. It just seems silly. I need visual reminders. And I almost got to this the other day, like literally a few days after our last recording. And then my world blew up and I didn't do this. I was trying to print out some, uh, quote unquote, uh, what is it? The, the posters, what are they called? with quotes on them that are like you know, oh the inspirational things inspirational yeah inspirational yes. posters but but more to like my like not being cheesy but in being real and and basically trying to find verses that spoke to the value of people and printing them out and putting them up around my cubicle and mm. and not because i want to be the you know christianese christian person that everybody knows when they walk by their desk they're going to you know, have a verse or, or an inspirational quote, like I want it to be my reminder. I want it to remind me of the fact that the person I'm talking to on the other side of the phone, that when I'm sharing with my coworkers about other people, that they are valuable. So I've got to, I've got to go. I've got one. I've got one for you. Do you really? Well, maybe. I will take it because I was struggling to find verses that shared that that way. So, and I know they're there. I went to Bible. Well, okay. I've got two, two things for you. Bring it. One is, I think an obvious choice. It doesn't have anything to do with people, but is your family verse. 
Oh my gosh. <laughs> okay. <laughs> you know, hey, and it's also an open it's also an open door. If someone asks you about that, you can also kind of share a little bit about like, hey, my family and I, you know, that's, that's an open that's, door that's to be real good. with people. I like that. That's mm, you hit it on the nail there. Okay. So the other thing is, here's the one for your customers, okay? This is uh super simple. It's also in the same book, Philippians chapter one, verse three. And I'm think I'm reading in New King James, so uh, it sounds a bit more formal. I thank my God upon every remembrance of you. Oh my goodness. <laughs> Boom, mic drop. And he's talking about- And actually the, the translation I like the best, I don't know if it's from which uh, version it's from, but it's written, I thank, I thank God every time I think of you. Yeah. I think that's a good reminder of just that like continual gratitude because even that person who's being super frustrating and needs resolution ASAP on something that may or may not ultimately be this big issue. Yep. They're someone just like, you know, my coworkers, God created them. Right. And they, and it's an opportunity to actually say to God, thank you for putting this person in my life today. Well, and I was going to say, I think I'm going to include verse four because I brought it up and it says, always offering prayer with joy in my every prayer for you all. And I, yeah. I've always looked at them and been like, okay, cool. Paul was happy to talk to the Philippians and he loved them. Mm. Okay. I guess I can love people just like Paul. Maybe, <laughs> maybe Paul. Yeah. <laughs> but I love it because it, it, I know you, I don't think you did this on purpose. I think this is a God moment because that speaks to what you were sharing too about praying for people. Yes. Actually, I've got that verse out and I'm not one of those to put like phrases and stuff in my home, but that is the one verse that I have printed out. And that's actually right before you head out of my door, my, my front door, like when people come and go, I put it right there because I want people to see that whenever they enter and exit the house that it says like, I thank God every time I think of you, you know, it's just like my little message for people who are visiting. And so so I love that's kind of a good one for both of us. No, I love it. And just to put it out there, because we were talking earlier about resources and different ways to approach things. So one thing I do, and this is something I, it kind of just came to me. I think my wife may have had some influence on it too, is uh, so when I'm doing things like this at work in, in an effort to try to stay away from the stigmas, as well as the potential HR, whatever, all that stuff. Um, yeah, really, yeah. I remove the reference and the verse numbers. And I put it on a, you know, cheesy background and make it look like an inspiration quote. And that's, oh, that's one of the funny. ways, yeah. It's one of the ways I, to me, it's a creative way to both bring it in as well as remove either the stigmas or the potential concerns of putting verses up at your cubicle. Cause that's, right. that's a tough one. Right. Yeah. I mean, we could spend a Yeah. Corporate world has become a lot more different than what right. it used to be. Yeah. Being creative, being creative, whether, whether it be virtually, whether it be with how we remind ourselves, I feel like that's part of dealing with being a Christian nowadays in our jobs, in our work, no matter what that work is. Mm -hmm. We've got to be creative. We've got to find constant ways to bring these things back up. Yeah. Be willing to explore an idea or a path that you that you would otherwise not have considered. Yeah. 
So I really like that. And, you know, before we start wrapping up here, I have one last encouragement to you because I've totally been, I've been in your shoes where I've complained too much to a coworker. <laughs> and even though it makes me feel like I'm making a big deal out of nothing, depending on the situation, don't know if this is going to fit your situation, but never underestimate the value of going back to that person and saying, Hey, this might not have meant, you know, you might not have taken it this way, but I just wanted you to know, I'm sorry for how I reacted yesterday or whatever it was. If you think that would be valuable. No, that's good. That's, you know, in that, because I've, I've had people tell me like, Oh, it's not a big deal. Don't worry about it. But also can tell that they appreciated that I cared enough to come back. And then there's some people who just really don't care at all and that's fine. But at least, cause you can tell in your spirit when you've crossed the line and sometimes, you know, that might stick with someone that, Hey, Patrick, you know, really wasn't a huge deal, but you know, he cared enough to come back and say, Hey, you know, I think maybe I complained a little bit too much yesterday. I just want to say, you know, I'm sorry for that. Oh, that's good. I'd like that a lot because I feel like that's another way of trying to do what we're talking about. Um, even if it is after the fact, because that's to me, it's, it's being real in so many ways. And to me being real, like you can ask my wife and a lot of my friends, probably you included Lindsay would speak to this to me, uh, being genuine and authentic is a big deal and being genuine yeah. and authentic about what we believe. Like, I don't want to ever be viewed as, so, and this is why I was struggling with the whole verses and putting them up is because for me, I don't want to be viewed as the fake. I don't want right. to have verses that say, you know, I thank God in every time I think of you and here I am cursing about the right. customers that annoy the crap out of me. And right. <laughs> that to me is like, it's hypocritical. So I really appreciate that. That's good because no matter whether or not it's received as a apology to my coworkers or not, trying to express my genuine process of thinking this through and then sharing that with them, I think is just as important as everything else, just as important as any verse that I put up. Yeah. Well, and I think that you can do it in a way, I mean, this is pretty much what you said earlier. I value each person. And I mean, you could tell them that straight up, Hey, I really value each person, including every person who calls me, you know, with an issue. And I didn't express that yesterday, yeah. you know, and that's not, that's not what I want to express. That's not my values. So, you know, it doesn't hurt to use that language. Oh, you are absolutely right. I love it. Good challenge. I love that we're doing that too. Like just so you know, everybody, this wasn't planned. Like the challenges earlier that I gave Lindsay and this one right now, like that's all just spontaneous, but that's what I think what we wanted to do Yes. because this is us. This is us. We're, yes. we're really processing this with anyone who's listening to this. It's real and it's genuine. So, but we always get to this point and like, we could just go back into sharing again because we have so many ideas and thoughts. There's just so much. But we just don't know. How do you, how do we, how do we end it? I don't know what to do, Lindsay, what to say. How do we end it when we just don't want it to end? I love it. You know, you've said that almost every single time too. <laughs> have I really said yeah, that? You have, you're like, we're not, and then we jump back into it too. So I'm like, no, Lindsay, today we need to. We have end to it. End. We end it. So what are we going to do to end it? Okay, so we talked about this. No big takeaways today, but we wanted to just end with a prayer. Father, we just, we've been talking so much about gratitude and what you're trying to teach us. And we just want to say thank you. Thank you for who you are. Thank you for the love that you have for us. Thank you for 
Patrick for our families who support what we're doing here as we try to encourage others. And thank you for every person, if it's one person, if it's 10 people, whatever it is, who's who are listening to this just because they want to be encouraged because they're going to their office every day or, you know, on the front lines at the school or the hospital or whatever it is every day. They're, you know, homeschooling their kids, whatever it is that they just want to shine a light wherever they are. They want to be the city on the hill that's shining your light. And I just pray for I just pray for each person on this journey because the last couple of years we are just we are so tired and we are in such a need of of restoration and just rehydration. <laughs> We're dry. And you know, we need your spirit. We need you, Lord. You really, I mean, we don't have to have everything figured out. You have a vision, you have a plan. You know everything, you know, each hair on our head, you know, each thought, each each desire of our heart. And so, Lord, I just pray right now that anyone listening to this, that their hearts would just be stirred, would be drawn to you, just like a magnet. And even if it's five minutes or 10 minutes or whatever it is every day, that they would just start their day with you, with the with the one who created them, who loves them more than they could possibly even imagine or comprehend that you would shower your love on them and that they would receive that be open to the to the growth that you have for them and then take that light and share it shine it out in their workplaces share that with others so that that others can come to know you lord that's that's really that's what we're doing here is we're trying to love you and to love others so that more people can come to know what it amazing, awesome father you are. And I just thank you for that opportunity. Pray that you'll use us, help us to follow through with the things that we've talked about today. Um, help us to be creative, you're creative God, and, and help us to tap into that and just have fun um, and enjoy this journey that you have us on. Amen. Well, everybody, it was really great to have y'all join us. I've been told I have to make sure to say that the right way. Um, you have a great week. And I think I want to just say too, that we hope that as you listen to this, that God encourages you as you go to work. So we'll see you in the next one. And night y'all. Night y'all.